rather go one on one. I think it would be more fun, and I'll get to know you. You'll get to know me. Well, welcome everybody to Review a Full Anonymous, the podcast where we review and dissect. Chris Gethard's very own podcast, Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People. I'm your host, Nick Wigella, and I'm here with my co-host, Michael Carls. Mike, how is it going today? You know what? So, uh, I'll just be real honest with our beautiful community. Are you going to be beautifully honest? I'll be beautifully honest, yes. Um, I'm a little buzzed, so hopefully this episode turns <laughs> out great. I uh, just want to throw that out there in the beginning in case uh, our, you know, the, the people that do listen to this uh, go, man, Mike sounds, he might be slurring a little bit. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm not. Mike over- sounds exactly like Nick does every week. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> drunk, but I, we are drinking a few uh, brews. We've been, uh, plot, you know, we listened to the episode again for our second listen through, so just been hanging out, so I'm good. Today's a great, and it was it was almost 90 degrees today. I know. Does my house feel hot? We don't have the air conditioning on. It's a little warm. It's, my, a, it's a little... Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything because I don't want to disrespect anyone's oh, houses. Oh, no. I forgot to mention something. But. Yeah, sorry. Your house is a tad warm. <laughs> Do you have your air AC on? Turn it on this morning because I thought I woke up in a pond this morning because <laughs> I was so hot when I woke up. I was like, the air is going on. I'm sorry. It's May. It's like early May or mid-May. I'm like, air is on. Right. Well, so we have an air conditioner upstairs because our AC for our house doesn't reach upstairs. We got an air conditioner, like a private one. So I've been putting that on. So, but I, but it, so it basically makes the uh, temperature equal to upstairs and downstairs. So I haven't really noticed anything. This right. is basically what I sleep in. But enough about air conditioning. It's yeah, time boring. to talk about... Uh, beautiful anonymous episode sixty one, rekindling old friendships. I believe that's what it's called. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. The first time a, well, actually the second time it's been like the second caller, but the first time the caller is called in randomly, and was on when they were on before. This guy is shooting two for two, as Chris said in the episode. Called twice, got in twice. Uh. The first kid or the first episode was. Four kids, zero sex. Not to be confused with four kids, zero spaghetti. Yes, I was confused with that because I was trying to listen back to the first episode to remind myself, and I was like, these these guys don't sound the same at all, and, and this guy's divorced. And But they have a very similar story, to be honest. They're both young, and they both have four kids. Yeah. So their stories are super similar. Right. Something, something both of us are not... Uh, familiar with we do right. not have any kids mm-hmm. and we are not married though mike is engaged i am but uh so the first episode uh four kids zero sex was basically about the caller talking about how he was he's been in this relationship for a long time they have four kids but they're losing romantic uh, relationship yeah like she, he, he i remember him saying that he wasn't sure if she still loved him like loved loved him like she loved him like in a family way but loved him in a romantic way he wasn't sure of and they don't have they didn't have sex anymore and uh they didn't do romantic things together she said i think he even said in that first episode that she stopped like kissing him every day in the morning before he like left for work and right remember he said he said that the he he went to go kiss her goodbye and she kind of turned her cheek 
and just made him kiss her on the cheek. And he was like, what the fuck about that? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be tough. Oh, yeah, I mean... If, I only That only happens to me now when I haven't brushed my teeth in the morning. <laughs> so she makes me kiss her on the cheek. And I completely understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if it's just, like, an everyday thing, it would be, like, damn. Yeah, I know. I mean, if it was my life, I would not let that fly. If I was concerned about it, I'm, I over-communicate. Like, this, that's what I think their problem was in the first episode, was that they didn't communicate enough. Well, well he did say he communicated, but... I like over communicate things in my relationship to a like to a point where it's a fault because I just I'm too paranoid and I just want to know like like if that was, that was me in that situation I'd be like right, well, why the fuck aren't you kissing me what did I do sorry Sally <laughs> yeah, sorry Sally <laughs> what do I gotta do to make it right you know but yeah so uh, the first episode I, th- I think it was one of the most uh, talked about episodes uh, everyone liked it or not i wouldn't say liked it no actually i would say everyone kind of was. everyone had an opinion about there, it yeah there was a lot of uh negative opinions after this episode because yeah. i went back and listened to it it was a 10th episode ever mm. i had i had to scroll through and i was like where is this episode because uh, it's not four kids zero spaghetti just right to re- reiterate that it was actually posted a year and six days before his current one Yes. So it was almost a year apart, but technically I think it was almost three years between the time that they talked, mm. um, because his first episode, they talked six months prior to it being released. So uh, it's been like two, two and a half years since they talked, but... Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so that episode was like one of the most uh, cliffhanger of endings, because we don't know what's going to happen. And at the very end of that first episode, the kids come home and the wife comes home. You can hear the little, the adorable children in the background. Um, so, if there was one caller to call again, uh, this would be a perfect one. And it happened to happen. Uh, so then we move on to this episode, which this episode, uh, Rekindling an Old Friendship, episode 61 of Beautiful Anonymous, is a lot about where they are now and also a lot about the reaction that everyone had to the first episode. Right. Um, yeah, uh, so, uh, well, where do we go from here, Mike? Well, let's start it off. Let's just talk a little bit about how the episode starts. And um, So he calls up, and, and Chris is like, he says hello, and then he's like, wait, I think I recognize his voice. He's yep. like, yep, I've called him before. I was uh, four kids, uh, zero sex guy. Chris is like, wait, whoa! And he made some cool noise like that. Yeah, so he was like <laughs> super pumped. And, uh, and and then he was just like, well, I mean, how's it going, dude? So like, I was like, so I yeah. actually start, tried to listen to this episode first. I was like, I, and I had to pause it like, a minute and I was like I have to go back and listen to you yeah yeah that's like, necessary it was super necessary so I think four kids zero sex is one of the first episodes I ever listened to but go on no so I just was like super intrigued by it and then you know once he started he started uh you know they kind of recapped a little bit about his previous episode and then they just got into like how his current her current life is right and the main thing that we've learned is that they are much more happy now. Like, um, they, they said that they're not having that much more sex, but they're having a lot more intimacy. Right. Which is super important, I believe, in a relationship. 
Um, even definitely more important than sex is that you're on the same page and that you still feel like that kind of affection towards each other. Even if you're not physically having sex, you can still feel sexy towards each other, if you know what I mean. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely know what you mean. So I, Because I, when I listened to the first episode, I was like, geez, I, to be honest, I listened to the first episode and I hadn't gotten far in the first episode. I didn't, I didn't actually get to the point where he said like how they're doing. I, um, as soon as I heard like the opening, I was like, all right, I got to stop. So after I listened to the first episode, I was like, oh, because I know he calls in again. I'm like, oh man, this guy, he, they probably <laughs> are not together anymore. And it's going to be all about his, just the downfall of his marriage and, and how he's dealing with his right. custody of his kids. And I was like, oh, it's going to be so depressing. But oh man, that would have, that would have been a diff- completely different episode. <laughs> yes. It I'm been, glad that didn't happen. I would have been sad. It was <laughs> polar opposite. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I was I was very happy to hear that him and his wife they um, kind of rekindled like they talked about it. He he said that I think pretty early on he said that after that episode that same day he talked to Chris. He's like I have to I have to talk to her about it. So he just sat her down because he was mm-hmm. like you know some a lot he's a comedian and a lot of his friends are comedians who might listen to the show and the podcast and he was like i just have to get it out so it's not a surprise to her and they just talked about it and i guess i mean that's the best thing he could have done right because that seemed to like change everything he was like super scared to do it because he's like this could be like i just talked about you to a stranger (laughs) (laughs) and about like how we don't have sex and like hundreds of thousands of people are gonna hear about it but But yeah, that's what I think. Like in a relationship, I I've, every time people ask me about my relationships, and I say the one thing that I've regretted when everything went wrong, and the one thing, the reason they're going so good right now is all stemming from communication. Like you have to talk things out, and you have to be honest, and you have to let them know how you're feeling, even if it, you feel like it's a stupid feeling. You gotta just talk it out. It's gonna be better than not talking it out. Right. I can actually give a personal story on this. That's very recent. Like I'm talking like two days ago recent all right so uh i'm engaged so i have a beautiful fiance i love my fiance hi chelsea we love you love her so obviously um but sometimes so i grew up and i was very independent since uh 15 years old so i just always make the choice like make decisions super rash so on sunday night i decided monday i'm gonna stop eating meat and ooh, ooh, join the vegetarian club so i um i just monday morning i was like hey chelsea i'm not eating meat this week and <laughs> and 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 into the future and uh i didn't talk to her about it prior or like talk over my decision or why i was gonna do it or anything and she was just like well like we like to cook dinner together and we do all these other things and she, you know, she eats meat. She's like, if, and so when I got home that day, she was like soup, I could tell there was something wrong. So I just, I walked right up to her. I'm like, we need to talk about this. Like now, like, yes, that's what you have to do. And yes, we just talked about it. It was a tough conversation because, you know, she was pretty upset that about my lack of ability to communicate with her. Mm. And that I just make decisions without ever even talking to her about it. And we're like a team now yeah um, you know well, not not yet well i'm just no, kidding i'm just kidding so, sorry <laughs> you can so, still walk away so we had a really good conversation um there were some some tears shed because it was got very passionate about just like 
our communication in general and we don't fight like ever so this was like very rare occurrence but it was really good because afterwards you know she she understood while I was doing it um, she used to you know do the same thing and you know she agreed that she's gonna start with me and we're gonna do it together oh, that is so beautiful so um, communicate people yes talk I mean you can talk too much but if you're talking too much talk about how you're talking too much and then maybe you'll talk a little less and communicate only about the important issues but uh moving on uh some part of this call that i thought was funny was uh the caller mentioning to chris that he got fixed which i think i would too after having four children at that young before you turn 30 <laughs> right yeah um well, wait, they had the they had the first one at 19 right Something I believe they said that, that in the yeah. first episode. So he had the first one at 19 and the rest before he turned 30 because they just turned they 30. And the youngest one is 28. Well, so 26, I believe, was when he had his fourth was, kid. Was because, baby, baby number four? Because I believe the child was two when they talked and he was 28. Yeah. About two years. So, yeah, between in a seven year period, they had four kids. Well, yeah, that's true. And a big thing in this episode was like family and like what it's like to have kids and how how they make you feel after you have them as opposed to how you feel about them before you have them. Like, I know for me, like, I always go back and forth whether I want kids or want, don't want them. Like, I really want them to pass my family name on and I just feel like I'd be a great dad and I always, always just want to say I want to raise somebody to go up and change the world but then also I don't know if I want to bring somebody into the world at the current state that it is and to add to the global population but I mean how do you feel about kids so I grew up like so I grew up in a I don't have any full brothers and sisters I have a stepbrother and half brother so I have a smaller family three brothers um I grew up always saying I wanted like one or two kids um, and now my, I'm engaged. It looks like three or four. Four is like... <laughs> like Chelsea wants to have three or four kids? Yeah. So, um, I'm more like two. She wants three or four. So we might settle on three. But how about two and a half? Two and a half. Like you adopt one. Well, I'm just no. Kidding. So Sorry. She, no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry she if wants, you were adopted. <laughs> no, 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 no. To be honest, she wants to have three, like three kids herself and she does want to adopt one child. Oh, I'm totally on board like with adopting. I'm yeah, so um, I'm I'm pretty on board for that, but I will not let myself get out of control. And yes, as we're going back to snipping, um, after <laughs> like three biological children, I will probably like say no more. <laughs> I just like. Her family's like huge, like one of nine, her dad's one of nine, your mom's like one of seven, it's just like so crazy big, and it's cool, but... Well, what like, is she? She's one of two. See, her family's kind of small in yeah. the immediate aspect. Exactly, so we want to be a little bit bigger, but uh, yes, I'm like, I think after you have the amount of kids that you want to have and you're comfortable with, um, yeah, getting the procedure done is... Definitely something that I'm I'm on board for personally. All right. Well, I want to tell the story about my father. My father had a son, his um his oldest, which I'm the oldest of my mom. But my dad had a wife before my mom. And he had Jeff, my oldest brother. Um. Then he got a vasectomy, 
met my mom. My mom wouldn't marry him until he reversed the vasectomy. Reversed the vasectomy, had me, had Mitchell, or sorry, had Dylan, then had Mitchell. And, uh, but my mom always said that she wanted to have kids until she had a girl. But after they had Mitchell, my dad didn't tell her and got a vasectomy without letting her know. And that is a big reason that they aren't together today. Oh man, that's deep. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, you know, you know what it all stems from? What? A lack of communication. Tying it right back in. <laughs> no, for sure. That's, that's, I, you know, I've been your friend since third grade and I don't think I've ever known this. You know what my brother Mitchell's named after? I don't. Really? Oh, this is a great story. Um, sorry if you're not a sports fan, but my dad is a huge Lions fan and he named his youngest son after the Lions quarterback at the time he was born, Scott Mitchell. Oh my so God. poor Mitchell is named after a failed Lions quarterback, and he has to name his firstborn son after wherever the Lions quarterback is at the time. So right now, if he has a son soon, probably going to be named Stafford Wagella. Stafford. <laughs> but moving on, um, why don't we read some of the comments about this episode? Is that what we want to do? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Just pass them back and forth. These are the comments you guys left on the uh, Facebook thread for this episode. For this is a podcast about the communities. We will read what the community is saying. And I do want to apologize up front that uh, you might hear some paper sound. We're actually physically passing a piece of paper to each other. Yes, and sorry if we don't pronounce your names correctly. So Amanda Bransby says, I'm so glad it was this caller. The first time he called was the first time I searched for someone online to try and comment on it. Back when I wanted to, uh, wanted to say, back then I wanted to say what apparently a lot of other people said. His wife has four kids and is studying, so she, she is tired and not interested in sex. I was initially annoyed at Chris for not picking up on that, but I'm so glad the caller got through again to explain the situation better. We didn't need to hear his wife's perspective because this was about the caller and he was feeling those things regardless. I'm so glad to hear of the progress the caller and his wife has made in regards to their intimacy. It's so important. There are tough times in most marriages, but that's what marriage is. Sticking it through through the tough times and working together to make it better. And I would say that's part of the vows, right? Yeah, so sickness yeah. and like, mm-hmm. um, sickness and health, like, yes, there's going to be some really tough times to where you're probably like, I just, it'd be so easy just to leave this person and like not deal with these issues. But you get buried and your vows are, no matter how bad things get, you need to, st- I mean, outside of like cheating and things of that nature, like if it's just between like issues between the two people. Like solvable issues. Right. Fix them. All right. From Sean and Nicole. My favorite part of this episode was hearing about how it was for the caller to experience the negative feedback they read online in the group. Calling in and opening your heart up, being vulnerable to a world of strangers is commendable. I think it's good for us to remember that they will probably read all of these comments about their episode, good and bad, so we should always be kind. And that's what we strive to do here, is we are, we are here on Reviewable Anonymous to be kind. Um, we're going we're gonna to give fair judgment if something we don't agree with, but so far it's been pretty easy because all the colors have been pretty awesome. But uh, that was one of the most interesting about this episode, was seeing everybody, or seeing the caller's reaction to everybody's reaction to the episode. Right. You know, like having to deal with it. Like, I don't know, that'd be really tough to open up to yourself even though you've done some, I mean, not even done it, he didn't do anything bad, but just like 
being... He opens up and people are immediately judging, being critical of the situation, even though they're not part of the situation. Um, and, I mean, anything that you do, you get that. So, like, if you post a, con or you post a status on Facebook about a controversial topic... Oh, my God. Yes, you're <laughs> going to get negative feedback. But the biggest thing is, is just... Looking at the feedback, and yeah, some people are just super cruel. But. I just want to say that um, the Lena Dunham com comment that Chris talked about in this episode was so fucking gross. I can't believe Sorry, that was there. Uh, anyways, we should go back. Let's move on. Next comment, please. All right, so next comment is from, I'm going to mispronounce this, Lindsay? It's pronounced Lindsay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lindsay? Bork? or Borquet, Duffy. It is exactly this caller who I was hoping it would be. I loved his first episode. It sucks that people were so misunderstanding of him after the first call, though. I love that he stresses the fact that he is a human being with feelings. We should all think this before we act like assholes on the internet. Sorry, Sally. There is always <laughs> another person at the end of the comment that is being made. A good lesson is to watch judgment and harsh words, which I think we just talked about. Um, there's always going to be critics that are sitting at home sad and depressed and they just want to like get on their keyboards and make other people feel the same way. Right. Um, and then there's some just... And there is some times where you might say something kind of like that's controversial. Right, there is rightful criticism, but sometimes it's just over the line. And especially with something like this where no one knows the whole story. I mean... Do, do the Chris style. Just, if they're coming at you, just ask them if they're okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah, that, that works really well, because a lot of people will go, damn, he owned me. Alright, so, Janet Lee's, and this is in quotations, we hadn't introduced our newer selves to each other yet, in quotations. Something I'm sure a lot of married and divorced people can relate to. Love and best wishes to this wonderful caller. And I do think that is one of the greatest quotes from this episode is that we hadn't introduced our, our newer selves to each other yet. Something we both have not experienced because we, um, we are not 8 to 10 to 15 years deep in our relationship. I can say, no, I think I, think I can say that I have okay. experienced this. So with my current fiancé, I met her back when I was in ninth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... And we became really good friends throughout high school. And we were really good friends. Like, that's all we were. I never had any kind of lust towards her. It was just friends. Like, she was like a pal to me. Then we stopped talking for a while. I've had, you know, multiple relationships in between that. And, like, so I wasn't even thinking about her that much. But mm -hmm. when we rekindled, we had to basically reintroduce ourselves. Because I, at that point, found myself attracted to her. Right. And so I... Because we knew each other for friends for like four or five years, I had we had to kind of, we had this like reintroducing of who we are now, and then we went on some dates, and we found out that we really connected in, in a more in more than just a friends way, and right. I'm engaged. So I have had this. Um, oh, that's cool. I never really have had this at all. Yeah, so it, it's really true, and I think, you know, as you move on, and like it, when we get married, we'll have to do the same thing. Again, probably in a few years. Yeah. Because we're all changing all the time. I can't wait. <laughs> so uh, the next comment's from Janet Lees. Nope, nope. Nope. We just read that one. Next. All right, so Jonathan Bird. Alternative title, four kids, 
A Little More Sex. Awesome title, man. I put that in here just because I thought that was so funny. That was such a missed opportunity on this. It should <laughs> also, have been that. Chris, uh, Chris Gethard uh, replied to that comment and said, this was one of the ideas we had for your title. It should have been. <laughs> that would have been perfect because it would have been easy to link the two episodes together. Right, but I think that that's probably why they didn't because they didn't want to do the spoiler when they released the episode. Right. They want everyone to be surprised. Yes. Guess I didn't think about that, but great, you know. Great Jonathan, what was it? Jonathan? Jonathan Bird. Jonathan Bird, hell yeah. Hell right, yeah. Go ahead and read the next one. That one was short. Yes, Veronica Wenzel says, For a while I was confused between four kids and zero spaghetti and four kids and zero sex. Put that in there because we talked about it already, yo. Yes, very <laughs> confusing. I'll just read the next. These are all short. I'm just going to keep the paper just, yeah, just for less annoying paper noise. <laughs> uh, Anna Asis Gomes. This episode restored restored my faith in long term relationships. Thanks, caller. Yes, um, I have had we both we um out of all of our friends, I think me and you have probably had the most long term relationships. Yes. Um, and I don't know. They well, were, Eric too, but yeah, our friend Eric, who will eventually be on this podcast, maybe. But <laughs> uh, yeah, long term relationships they definitely change you, they shape you, and. They're the reasons I am who I who I am today. I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't really know a short term relationship. Um. So I, but I love long term relationships because you get to learn as much as you get to learn about another person. You learn a lot more about yourself, like and what you can deal with, what you can handle, and what you want and what you don't want. And eventually, it leads you to this place where you're going to find someone that's gonna work out. So well with you because you you know what you can and can't deal with and if everything's going smoothly then maybe you uh take the next step with that person and that's where i think i might be soon with the girl i'm dating but i'm sure you're already there well i'm obviously there um <laughs> i ha i've had had i have had two long-term relationships including the one that i'm in now um and yes Long-term relationships are great. They teach you a ton. Um, they teach you how to deal with heartbreak if they don't work out. Um, yes, heartbreak is super important. Yes, and you know, as much as I enjoyed being single and like having my little one-night flings, mm -hmm. um, being in a relationship, it's it's just so much more powerful. And I just I wouldn't trade it in for anything, even if I were like super rich like i know like when i was younger i always thought if i was super rich i would just never get married i would just be with all kinds of different girls and everything <laughs> but now like being in a relationship it's like if i get super rich i want that person there with me right yeah i feel the same way i mean i'm yeah i understand completely um go on yep one more comment so anna Sieper <clears throat> said really love this episode such an antidote to the hollywood romance crap we're all fed Real life, real feelings, and so much richer for it. All the best to the caller and his family. So well, that is just beautiful. I think that wraps up like the comments really well because it really just yes, this episode was. I was I can't even describe after I listened to that first episode. I'm so I was so happy to hear like he go his first thing was like life's great like everything's going way better. So I was super pumped to hear that, and yes, I mean, Hollywood is very bloated with how everything should be, um, and it's just not like that. So I was 
I completely agree with you, Anna. Yeah, this, this call felt very real. All right, well, now that we got you on your heels, we're just going to go ahead and skate forward. Like like the Healy shoes? Exactly. <laughs> All right, perfect. So I just want to talk a little bit about um, he, about the, they're both, they're the both comedians. Yep. Yes. The caller is a comedian. Chris is a comedian. So, you know, I, I, I don't know a lot about stand-up and being a comedian. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a very funny person. Uh, sometimes, you know, <laughs> uh, just, but not like something where I could do, but I just thought it was really cool to hear there's that side of it. I've watched a lot of stand-up. I just haven't been to stand-up, but, and you know, you only watch the good stuff, right? And I, right. and when Chris uh, said that he bombs like 30% of his shows or like one out of every three. I was three. like shocked at that. Cause like, I don't know. I mean, I've actually, I've never seen, I've never seen Chris live. I've seen career suicide, but I've actually, I've never really seen a stand-up. Right. Um, I guess I should. I'm just a fan of Beautiful Anonymous. I'm just haven't dived that deep into Chris Gathered himself. Right. I thought it was really funny too because like the caller himself tried like there was like a weird situation he almost was open for Chris but he didn't and then uh, yeah. it was oh, at a, yeah. it was at a college show and Chris goes yeah college shows are either huge or you know and they're big hits or there might be Pearl Jam playing down the street and <laughs> they completely bomb and I'm like as soon as he said that I'm like wait Pearl Jam still a thing with college kids? <laughs> I don't think so, man. Like, Pearl Jam is not a thing anymore. Like I'm maybe if he, maybe if you maybe if he would have said like, "Hey, um, Quavo is playing down the street," who's a rapper, who I don't even like anymore, but I know him, <laughs> or you know, like maybe like a hip hop artist. But college kids are not into Pearl Jam, Chris. Just yeah, like no, they're know. not. <laughs> not not many people are into Pearl Jam anymore. But um, yeah. Uh, and you have any stand-up comics you like? Any stand-up? Well, I listen. I I watch the new Dave Chappelle things on Netflix. I mean, I'm sure that's very generic, but that was funny. Right. Most of the comics that I listen to are very generic. Like, um, I need. We need to get more into them. All right. So we're gonna make this vow for Revealful Anonymous. We're gonna go to a couple of comedy shows, in the next coming weeks. Well, we're for sure on June seventh. Yes, we gotta talk about this, everybody. We are gonna be at. Um, was it what was it called? The Magic Hat. The Magic. Magic. I don't know. Somewhere in Fort Ferndale, Michigan, where uh, Chris Gethard is going to be performing a live taping of Beautiful Anonymous. Don't worry, Nick. The Magic Bag in Ferndale, Michigan. Magic Bag. That's we'll, what it is. We'll be there. So come, come to the show if you're in Michigan or in the surrounding area. Um, it's gonna be awesome. It's probably gonna be pretty intimate, and we're gonna yeah, have to yeah. meet Chris. So and if, I just want to meet all of you. Yeah, if you listen to this and you've heard us talk about this, that would be hilarious if you guys came to us and talked to us because we're basically doing this for like the five or six people that probably listen to this. We're just having fun <laughs> with it, man. We're, we love this. We're practicing doing podcasts. Uh, you know, we're passionate about it. We like it. We love Beautiful Anonymous. Caller, we want to tell you that we love you and... Uh, you know, we wish you the best of luck. And if you ever hear this, come on our show, maybe. Yeah, if you call or if you hear us, send us a message. Um, you know, hit us up. We're going to be here. Uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. We got to leave right now. Um, any last words, Mike? Stay beautiful, people. Yes, and don't forget to communicate. That's what we learned from this episode. Love you all. Uh, see you next week. Bye, y'all. Love you. Kiss me face to face.